0: On first class fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome lineup of guests to bring you guys this week and an action packed weekend to tell you about. We're going to kick things off with a little Monday motivation for you with NYPD Sergeant Aaron Loman, who has an inspiring weight loss story to share. Quite a number of my listeners have reached out requesting that I have Sergeant Loman on the show here. Aaron Cox of Pennsylvania was really pushing for Sergeant Loman to be on the show. So I'm glad we were able to connect and make it happen. Please stick around for the interview. I was also very happy to see Friday's guest on the show, jockey Jose Ortiz, pull off a great victory in the Kentucky Oaks, and he also hit the board in the Kentucky Derby, finishing third. So congratulations to Jose Ortiz. And if you would like to hear my interview with the jockey himself, just flip it back one episode to 192, and you can check it out. I will be working on securing another jockey to join me here before the Preakness or the Belmont, so follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for any announcements on that. Saturday was also a big day for my family. Family, especially for my youngest son Aiden who received his first communion which is the third sacrament that you receive in the Catholic faith it now means that he can join his brothers as well as my wife and I when we walk up to receive the Eucharist during Sunday Mass I posted a few pictures of the event on social media he looked so handsome in his all-white suit and as a bonus my two older sons who just became altar boys were able to serve the mass uh, as altar boys so that made it extra special as well I know how much my mother would have loved to have been there to see that it's definitely definitely one of these uh, special occasions that are very hard. It hits home for me, and I just wish that my parents were alive to see some of these things, especially when they say at the Mass, will all the grandparents please stand up. Uh, It's definitely a hard moment. I know there are many more moments like this to come. My parents, of course, passed away before any of my children were born, so there have been a lot of these special occasions that have come and gone already, and I can't say that it has lost its sting, but I have definitely uh, settled into a much better place of acceptance with it. It was also a little sad when they asked all the godparents to please stand up because uh, one of my son Aiden's godparents and lifelong childhood friend of mine committed suicide two years ago, uh, so that was another tearjerker for me during the ceremony. So what I do is mostly count my blessings, which are in abundance. I know that many of you guys out there are in similar situations as I am, and on a much more positive note, a week from today I will be celebrating one year of sobriety, no alcohol, no drugs, and I have never felt better in my life about it. And for those of you who have been following along here and listening for a while, you know that I was sober for a number of years before falling off the wagon pretty hard Uh, so whether you're out there parenting without parents or taking it one day at a time with sobriety i am with you please feel free to hit me up anytime on social media quite a few of you guys have dm'd me about all this stuff and i have been happy to listen and share some thoughts with you And I also know that weight loss is a struggle for many of you dads out there as well. And my guest today has been there with this. Uh, He may just provide the motivation that you're looking for on this Monday to make a change in your life. So let's go, dads. Please be sure to share this podcast with any father in your contact list or in your neighborhood. Let them know about the podcast that is celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump right into the action now with NYPD Sergeant Aaron Lohman. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is one of New York City's finest, a sergeant with the NYPD. He has an inspirational weight loss story, which has been helping many people who are struggling to lose weight. It is an extreme honor for me to say, Aaron Lohman, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have two kids. One just turned 18 months, and one is about to be six on May 2nd. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Did you do any type of uh, gender reveal to find out what you were having with both of them, or did you wait to the end? Oh no, we did gender reveal for both of them. My wife's really into that. Okay. Awesome. Are you having any more? Or are you all done here?
1: She wants another one. She's slowly starting to guilt me into maybe having a third. So we'll see.
0: Uh, all right. I've got four myself, and I have to admit that uh, going from two to three was a bit of a challenge, but after that, three to four is a piece of cake.
1: That's what I told her. Hey, if we're moving, please, please.
0: All right, Aaron, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, My
1: name's Aaron Loman. I'm a sergeant with the New York City Police Department. Um, I've been a a police officer for 13 years this July, and uh, I lost 148 pounds. I'm a dad of two, husband.
0: I encourage people to get in shape, and I try to make and help people live better lives. Yeah, very cool, and thank you for your service. I have a tremendous amount of respect for the men and women who wear the shield and protect us and our families out here. We really wouldn't stand a chance without you. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, and how did becoming a father, Aaron, change your perspective on life?
1: Oh, big time. I mean, uh, before I was a dad, it was just me and you know my wife, and I was pretty much you know going to work, not thinking about almost you know not thinking about danger in the same way. You know what I mean? Like, now I think about, oh, man, you know, now I go out there and I have kids to worry about, you know, how are they going to be taken care of? What's going to happen to them?
0: Whereas before, you know, it was just me. Like, I wasn't really thinking about anybody else. Except, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that is one of the biggest reasons why I have so much respect for you guys, even more since I became a dad, because, you know, when I go to work, uh, there's never a big question of whether or not I'm coming home. Uh, It's always a given, but for the nature of your occupation, that's never a guarantee. So how has becoming a dad kind of affected your performance on the job? Uh, What are some of the challenges of being a cop while being a father?
1: I mean, time management is definitely a challenge, but me and my wife work it out so that I work at night, she works during the day. You know, we always make sure that my uh, kids are taken care of, taking them to school, and that we, you know, that I have time to go to the gym and all that stuff. So we make sure that it works out. You know, her parents help out a little bit, which is great. Thank God for them. Um, and,
0: uh, yeah. All right. And now, Aaron, you dropped a ton of weight. It turned your life around. Uh, what was the final motivation for you to say, you know what, enough is enough here, and really commit to a change?
1: Oh, when one night I was laying in bed and I had a nightmare that I was in a life and death struggle on a rooftop and I was unable to overcome my adversary. And I was actually thrown off the rooftops by this perp and uh, I died. And on the way down, like I just saw images of my daughter growing up without me. Like she was at her wedding without me, she just without me. And uh, it just really hit me hard, like seriously hard when I woke up. I thought it really happened, and I mean, I thanked God that, like, it
0: was almost like I had a second chance at life to start my life over again, you know, and I just never looked back on that. Amazing. Yeah. And the only experience I have in which I can kind of relate to this is my struggle with alcohol and and addiction. It's just, I made several attempts to stop, but I I did stop for quite a while, but until I actually changed my mindset, I wasn't able to stay sober successfully. Is losing weight similar to, uh, you know, alcoholics trying to stay sober?
1: Absolutely. And I, like, I look at weight loss and weight gain and especially eating as, I mean, not like alcohol, but it's definitely a form of addiction, 100%, you know, like, we all want to eat bad foods all the time. You know, our bodies are engineered to eat fatty, salty, sugary foods all the time. Like, if we are predisposed to being addicted to those types of foods, and you really have to, like, break that addiction, and you're not going to do that unless you are super, super, super committed to actually doing it. And that's why I've found before, and that's why so many people year after year after year have found, is because they're not fully, fully committed to making this like a full lifestyle change. They're looking for a temporary fix for a couple months. They want to lose a couple pounds. But then by the end of it, unless you're like really, really committed to making and changing your life, you're not going to succeed.
0: Yeah, very well said. And it is a lifestyle. It doesn't get better by chance. It gets better with change. And I think that's the case for mostly all addictions out there. And listen, a lot of dads, well, parents in general, but for the case, uh, for the sake of this show here, dads out there listening, weight loss is a struggle. You know, guys are working multiple jobs, uh, coaching or helping out with their kids' teams or sports. They can't find time to commit to the gym. So what kind of advice do you have for the overweight or out of shape dad out there who's listening and wants to try to cut the weight? Listen, I tell people this
1: all the time. They they ask me, "What is my motivation?" Or I need motivation. My motivation is this: If you don't, you're gonna die. And it's as simple as that. Like our lives are only guaranteed from point A to the end, and our job should be to make that end as far away from now as possible. And you don't want it to be tomorrow. You don't want it to be the next day. You want to be alive for your family and your kids as long as possible. And you owe it to them, not just yourself to make their lives
0: with you as long as possible and make it as happy as possible. Good stuff. And what have been some of the benefits, Aaron, that you have enjoyed both professionally and personally from losing all the weight?
1: I feel a million times better. My attitude, you know, not only was I overweight, I was like a very unhappy, miserable person because of my weight, and I didn't realize at the time, but I used to wake up just feeling miserable. I thought that's how pretty much how everybody felt every day. But now that I've lost the weight and, you know, my whole attitude, my whole mind is so much clearer, I'm so much happier, you know, that, you know, even completing a goal, right, completing the goal of losing weight and learning self-control, it pushes into every single
0: aspect of your life, whether it be your job,
1: your family,
0: everything. Awesome. And I know your youngest is way too little for this now, but another struggle for a lot of us dads out here is the technology. Um, is your six year old swiping screens already and on the iPad? How do you kind of handle technology with her?
1: Oh, yeah. No, she loves it. And listen, believe it or not, and I know this is like one of those parental things, but I should, you know, should you keep the kids away from technology? Should they use technology? We monitor, obviously, what we watch, what she watches. But she watches some stuff on there, and like she really picks up like stuff. Like she really learns stuff, and I mean, I it's stuff that she's not learning in school. It's like good stuff too. Like she'll be like, oh, that's this, or that's
0: that. It's it's. I think it's been good all around to have technology in her life. Yeah, and I'm curious to ask you this too, Aaron, because I bring it up all the time on the podcast. I drive for Uber and Lyft on the weekends, and it's encouraging to see this younger generation use the technology to get home safe. Are you seeing a decrease in the amount of DWIs being issued as a result of the popularity of all the ride shares? Absolutely. I,
1: listen, absolutely. I, it's funny that me and my wife really,
0: we legitimately just had this conversation
1: yesterday. And uh, we were like, you know, we were talking about, you know, people that, you know, we know... Uh, who not that drink and drive, but like that most people that we know are definitely taking Uber. It's definitely something that's easy. You know, you have the app. It's not like back when, when you have to just have a cold taxi company and a guy, you know, who's like smoking a pack of cigarettes, blowing every stop sign, you know, and now like you have a system in place where you, you know, you open the app, you get a notification that, you know, your Uber's on the way and it's just so much easier and so much simpler. And it's really, it's way more inexpensive than taking a regular cab. So it's definitely encouraging more people to do that, especially younger people. Even people my age, like, I, like, listen, I, obviously I would never drink into my in life, but it just makes it so much easier for me if I'm going to have a drink to have a ride home.
0: It is time to get an important word from our sponsors and then back with more with Aaron Lohman. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. We are all about creating good humans, right? But if you're finding your kids are more interested in listening to cartoon characters than you, the parent, here's a great way to get your kids thinking about what good behavior really is. The SIRDAP app game show app is so much fun for kids five to eight who are challenged to figure out what's polite or rude who left a mess or what's right for the environment while absorbing good messages about how their behavior can affect others check out sirdap.com to learn more that's S-I-R-D-A-P-P.com. Let's go, dads. There may be no greater experience than bringing your kids to the ball game. And right now, Major League Baseball is in full swing. And you can save $20 off your ticket prices by visiting SeatGeek.com or going to the SeatGeek app and applying my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word. First Class at the checkout, and First Class Fatherhood listeners are going to receive $20 off their ticket prices. This is good for Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, Broadway shows, whatever your interests are. Use the promo code FIRSTCLASS over at SeatGeek.com and save $20 off your ticket prices. SeatGeek.com, Fatherhood, the best seat in the house. Yeah, and many of the college kids that I'm driving around, they have an account that has been purchased by their parents. And and my kids, you know, they're not old enough for this just yet, but it's definitely something that I will consider as a parent because you can really buy a peace of mind with it.
1: No, absolutely. I think that, you know, we need to encourage the younger generation to take less unnecessary risks, you know, and that's definitely one of them. Is, uh, everything as far as drinking and driving is concerned is very, very, very preventable. And, uh, you should always seek any evidence to prevent drinking and driving.
0: Yeah, definitely. And another thing I wanted to hit you with here, Aaron, just because, uh, you know, I understand the media has really painted a poor picture of police officers and and kind of uh, put cops in a bad way by highlighting a small number of misconduct cases and using them to sort of stereotype all cops. And this has an effect on our kids. So they see all this, they hear it. What can we do as parents to explain to our kids that, you know, the police are not our enemy, that they are here to serve and protect us and our community? I'm going to
1: open this up by saying that it is um it's almost naive in a way to say that all cops are good, okay. There are very few bad cops out there uh I've had the fortunate you know I've been fortunate enough not to work with any, but they do exist and uh you just have to remember that these bad cops are being arrested by their agencies they're being arrested by the federal government, they're being brought to court they're being tried they're being put in prison and listen i for one am happy that that's happening because i'm a good cop and these cops give good cops bad names um i think what we need to do is remind the people in general and our kids that overall most cops are good i'd say a majority of cops are good they're out there to help people they're out there to risk their lives to help people in need i mean I would take a bullet for a stranger. I think every cop I've ever worked with would definitely do the same thing and um we really are out there to help people. I mean, these few incidents some of them are bad i'm not I'm not the type of guy who will ever be in denial of that uh i'm not also not the type of cop who will just justify anything another cop does. I mean, I have seen some things out there that are definitely wrong and definitely questionable. And I think most good cops, like me, feel the same way. And I think that we need to, us as cops, us as the good cops, we need to convey that message that the stuff out there that these bad cops are doing is wrong. And I think that message is, especially on social media nowadays, I think it is getting across. And uh I'm just, you know, we need to bring people together. You know what I mean? Like, there needs yeah. to be less of a divide between
0: the police and the community and, um I mean, that's just how I feel personally. Yeah, 100% well said. And another thing that I speak about quite a bit on the podcast here is that right now we are facing a fatherless problem in our country. And from all the stats that I have studied, children who grow up without a father figure in the home, they are facing a much higher rate of juvenile incarceration, teenage pregnancy, suicide, drug use, everything across the board. Do these stats, do they match up with what you're seeing out there on the streets?
1: Listen, I think, listen, me personally, I'm a child of divorce, right? My dad really wasn't in the picture majority of my life, and it uh, led me to a negative mindset in my life. Like, I really didn't think much of myself at all. You know, I was the type of person who I became a cop out of necessity. I didn't think that I would ever be anything. You know, and uh, it was because of I grew up in a single parent household without a dad. I didn't have any encouragement. I didn't have anybody to teach me how to be a man, so to speak. And I really had no idea what I was doing. I was just kind of floating through life, and I can definitely see that happening uh, in the neighborhoods that I work in. Also, you know, um, they and I did the same thing. Is like you look towards like the person that's a year older than you to be your male role model. Meanwhile, they're growing up and going through the same thing as you too, and it you know, and that's what leads to a lot of gangs and gang activity is that people want to be part of a group they want to belong and they look towards like I said the guy who's a year older than them to be their mentor, and that person may or may not be doing the right thing, you know, and a lot of times they're not doing the right thing they're buying guns, they're selling drugs they're you know, engaging in gang activities and the people who are younger than them see this and they think that it's normal activity and, like, it just leads to a cycle of unfortunate violence and, you know, you have to help these kids in these situations break these cycles. I think a lot of these kids, unfortunately, they don't know that there's any other way to get out of this. They think that that is what their life is supposed to be. And I think that, um, especially cops, you know, we need to tell these kids, and I do it all the time, like, when when I have somebody in there, I, you know, or I have a car stop, I'll be like, hey, man, you going to school? Oh, no, how come? Like, I, I, I just, because I care. You know what I mean? I don't want to see the youth go down a path that they don't need to go down. And a lot of times I talk to these kids about going to college, and like this look on their faces, like, how am I going to go to college? It's like, somebody has to teach these kids and like help these kids understand that there's so many more possibilities out there than violence or drug dealing or you know what
0: the situation,
1: the negative situation that they are in.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think it has gotten way out of control. But let me rein this back into you as a father here for just a second. Um, now, as a veteran cop, you know NYPD sergeant, I would assume it's safe to say that you are a well-disciplined individual. But how are you, especially with your six-year-old? How are you as a disciplinarian when it comes to being a father?
1: Uh, she is the type of person that if you gets stern with her she I don't want to say breaks down but she you know like she doesn't respond to you when you're stern with her so she's the type of person who deals with uh rewards and you know like you okay listen if you do this then this is you know you have to lay it out on the table for her and she you know behaves that way and obviously my 18 month old is 18 months old
0: Yeah, it's crazy because all four of my kids respond differently to different methods of discipline, and and I do handle it a bit differently with my daughter, and I am still learning on the job here how to do it better each and every day.
1: It's definitely a learning process with anything. I mean, as the weeks change, her personality changes, you know, and uh, you just kind of have to adapt and keep up, and like, you know, us as parents, we want to keep our kids safe, we want to teach them, we want to educate them, and you know, we want them to be headed on the right path, so... You know, sometimes it could be a little tough, but, you know, you just got to get through it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what connects us all, Aaron, to be honest with you. Just as you said earlier how we need to bring the community together, I think we could do that through fatherhood because as dads, no matter what race or religion or where you come from, you know, we are all after the same thing when it comes to our kids. We want them to be successful and happy, and we do not want to see them be hurt or sad. So I think as you peel back the layers here, we're all really at the core. We all want the same thing.
1: No, 100%. I think no matter, like you said, any religion, where are you from, doesn't matter. We all want our kids and we want the future generation to succeed and be happy and do better than we did. And like, and it definitely brings it, we're all more alike than we are different. And yeah. I think unfortunately, the, the whether it be like politics or the media or whoever tries to tear us apart, we are way more similar then we are different.
0: Well said. All right, what's next for you, Aaron? You have a career going here with the NYPD. Uh, What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? I don't know. I just
1: want to help as many people as possible, talk to as many people as possible, and
0: convince people
1: that it's never too late to turn your life around, change your life, be happier,
0: live a happier, healthier life. And uh, wherever that takes me is where it takes me. Very cool. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Aaron. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening?
1: Don't listen to miserable parents,
0: uh, because being a dad
1: and being a parent is awesome. Uh, it's a learning process. One of these things that I've always hated when other dads say to each other is they say, "Oh, just wait." You know, like you'll say, "Be like, oh yeah, you know, i you know, my kid is great," and they're like, "Oh, just wait." Just wait until they're one, or just wait until you have a second one. It's almost like they're setting you up to feel negative about being a parent. Don't listen to negativity. Just enjoy being a parent, and you'll figure it out. You know, we're not all experts. They don't come in instruction manuals. You just have to take it one day at a time.
0: Yeah, right on. I love the message. Great advice. Uh, this has been an honor for me. I got to say, Aaron Lohman, you are a first-class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate being on. Okay, back with some closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Aaron Loman for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. We got a lot more action coming your way. We're just getting started here. Tomorrow on the show, we are going to have fitness business coach Joe Arco. And then Wednesday, an actor who has starred in shows such as History Channel's 6 and Showtime's Homeland. Jalen Moore will be my guest on the podcast here Thursday we're going to have Quincy Avery who is a dad that trains NFL quarterbacks as well as top level collegiate quarterbacks you don't want to miss out on that and then Friday we're going to finish off strong with another Frogman Friday format here on First Class Fatherhood we're going to have former Navy SEAL Chris McKinley joining me on the show to wrap things up. Okay. So lock it in. Please be sure to spread this podcast around to all the fathers in your neighborhood. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.